But as a kind of ritual. Mm. Yeah, it wasn't performance, but more as a as ritual movement that people mm. could witness. Mm. And so we began to develop that. Mm. Um, and that was some of the filming it. Because people who, who go through that process of dancing in the room, they're very, they're very grounded. You know, I really noticed how grounded they are when they move. I'm sure people doing other movement disciplines, but they, yeah, they have great access to their to their bodies and where they started off, you know, yeah. so they get greater yeah. access yeah. to it. Yeah. And, and their voice. So it's a real gift. It sounds wonderful. Also, the music you chose was really beautiful. How do you choose the music? Well, Antoinette, yeah, I mean, I think really I I, I would have liked to have been a musician. Um, I am a singer, but um, when I was very small, I asked, my, I asked that Santa Claus would bring me a violin. <laughs> and my family weren't, it wasn't a violin family as such, and the tap dancing, piano, all right. But, so they didn't know where I got the idea for the violin, but I had just a horrible... Um, none who's beating my head and you know slapping me when she was eating me finally, <laughs> getting me to balance on chairs now so obviously I gave it up you know yeah and um I love violin and um cello and um you know and then Antoinette has had an amazing amount um we were really lucky because Antoinette's sister Dara lived in California so she used to tell us the very best of stuff coming out of California but to really avoid other stuff yeah so we, we kind of got firsthand what were the things to look at you know like Caroline Mace at the time and then Anadea Judith Eastern Body Western Mind you know things that were really helpful um, but she's mm, connection again mm, mm. Um, Antoinette's brother is Davey Spallan the Ilham Pipe player and mm. he was um, exploring a lot of world music at the time and um, we spent a long time looking at what music would bring people into certain atmospheres and states in their body mm-hmm. and kia ora everybody namaskar and greetings thank you so much for joining me joshna here so tonight i have a very special guest um i'd like to introduce you to lanny lanny o'hanlon who's um from ireland i believe <laughs> and lanny led the um amazing uh, Dance of the Rainbow on Sunday, which was something that was for Saskia. And it was extremely beautiful. And I invited her to come along and share with us all more about this very beautiful dance. And and I also know that she's an author. So thank you, Lani. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Joshna. Um, Lani, could you tell us a little bit about your background so people can get to know you? Yeah, sure. Well, from a so um my family were a show business family my mother was a dancer it was a baby she used to wheel me down to the presentation in cork and i'd watch the children sing mm. so this is a good bit of poetry we didn't realize we were learning to dance so we were dancing as we walked mm. so we didn't it wasn't something we really thought about mm. And so I was on stage from a very early age. And my mother was a kind of, yeah, she was a real performer. So at around age three, 
she posed me for a photographer from the Echo in Cork. And I was on the newspaper, a lot of dance and singing. And, you know, they, you know, I was, oh, I prefer just being in the armchair with the book. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I only found it years later. I was an introvert. You weren't really allowed to be an introvert in my family. <laughs> <laughs> so in a way, it was very good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, as, as years pass, you learn Oh, okay, that's why. Um, so you learn about yourself as you get older. Yeah. So that's my background, and um, yeah, and then I would have come away from. Um, I, I started as a writer in my twenties. Yeah, I, I I remember people start saying, "Oh, yeah, good, very dark," and you know, writing is is almost like a form of analysis. You you head into this <laughs> place, and you're not sure where you're going and often they just begin to write about their trauma first thing um, and when I'm when I'm going around it and that's sort of in that get overwhelmed but I didn't know that then so I headed straight into the trauma and then into therapy and uh, yeah got in a lot of trouble with that because I think at the time there was um, this idea that you could plunge yourself into all your past and you know Start out your mother issues, then your father issues. I honestly thought that I'd have that done in a year <laughs> to be a completely changed person. <laughs> you know, there was that kind of idea, whereas it's so subtle. Um, so yeah. I, I I came back to dancing and I've written about that in my book, Dancing the Rainbow, that I just I was a young mother and I used to push the the couch back when I dropped the children, you know, to play school in school and I would just dance. Mm. So I began to learn how to to do that and um you know just followed on from there so that's how I got into dance and mm. I worked with Antoinette Spillan for years um and we began to explore and play and and then other people joined us so it was quite organic you say we're going to do this dance of the rainbow thing um it just was an organic thing and I was studying colour therapy and we began to bring in colour and we just explored, you know, we always said we were exploring. Mother used to be sort of <laughs> not have a, and I remember her introducing um, myself and my sisters and she was saying, oh, well, you know, she, she, she works the psychiatrist with <laughs> dance. So, you know, so much um, dance therapy in Ireland was just looked on as very weird. <laughs> You, you know, you were a single mom and you went into dance and and then I, I lost it after that. You started to explore. The last word I heard was about explore. Oh, yeah. When I met, um, we had a chat in the car one night after her yoga class. She was a wonderful yoga teacher um, in that she was very unexpected. You know, you might go to a yoga class and end up sitting around the candle talking about sex all night. Do you know, she just wasn't what you'd expect, but it would be one of the best nights of your life. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we were coming home in the car and uh, I said, you know, I'd love to work with people um, and get them to explore dance as a way of healing. And she said, that's my dream you're talking about. And so we just really sparked something off in each other. You know, she was she was more earthy and I was a bit more dreamy yeah. and we yeah we worked very well together 
Um, and it's only in retrospect you realize that mm-hmm. that kind of relationship is unusual. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, that we imagine we need loads of people that we can create with, but it is actually unusual that mm. you would have this um, meeting of minds. And at the time, um, I don't know if you know a book called, you've come across The Course in Miracles. Yes, yes, I do. Yeah, I do know of it. We were both studying, we were both studying that book. Yeah, and it, it, was, it was a bit like a miracle then, um, mm-hmm. the way mm. the way the idea came for that work. So, I, you know, I don't really claim that it was anything to do with me. But I did have a facility for looking at bodies. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, and and you know I don't know where that came from, but I can kind of if I'm working with people, I can look at their bodies and see. Well, I don't think that's unusual. Like I think, you know, most people who work with movement can see an awful lot in the body that other people can't see by the way people walk or just the way they hold themselves. Obviously, in the photographs that we saw inside the house of, of Saskia dancing, was that one of your workshops? Mm. Well, yeah, we used to do um, a two-year training pro- program, mm-hmm. and um, people working with us would would do workbooks for each of the colours, you know, each of the chakras. So they would do that, you know, we would work two weekends on the base chakra, and we would explore everything there was about that, yeah. all of us together. Together, you know, nine new things, but we would all explore it in our own bodies and just mm-hmm. um, then do artwork from that. It was a bit like a kindergarten. You could go back and be like a child mm-hmm. creating. Um, so we used paints and movement mm-hmm. and voice and creative writing and just explored explored that way. Yoga, yeah. Um, and then each person would would create a workbook from each of those chakras and then it was quite a journey so anyone we went on that journey with we have a very close bond with them yeah so we've had a very close bond with Saskia because of that mm. and then she came on afterwards because we um we started to do movement for to develop it not as performance but as as um never fails it just never fails and you you watch you know you can watch groups how they respond and you see how they they really respond to certain things, yeah, and how they don't respond to other things. And um, so that was just you know trial and error. Yeah. And um, it, I suppose in the base chakra, it's it's so moving downward, um, and earthing. And in the sacral, it's more about moving inward, and there are more flowing movements, and you yeah. need mm-hmm. that kind of Middle Eastern music, yes. and gypsy yes. violin all of that of course I love to talk to musicians about that because they go and show you all their favorite music and, and you get access to to, mm-hmm. to loads of wonderful music that way so that that was always something we'd advise you know find a musician find what they have on their shelves and ask them to play it for you and talk about it and you know we would have been listening to people like Philip King and various people on on the radio and and seeing what music would work so that was a great adventure of course yeah absolutely absolutely and in the solar plexus you'd have have things like um circus music and big band music Mm -hmm. and the can can Mm -hmm. warrior music Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) (laughs) good fun 
Mm -hmm. um, and in the heart, um, the heart chakra was, you know, really, you see, although, although the music would really help you and assist you, really what would work was that you could access that, that view yourself and particularly in the heart chakra so I was never really able to lead a heart chakra workshop successfully unless I had gone there myself yeah you know mm. yeah, yeah. Uh, what music did you what is one of the tracks that you would use for example in the heart chakra well Davy Spillan actually was one that would really work but you know things like Massonet or the Blue Danube yeah um and then if it was really if we were really going into it um we use Goretzky or Mala's Love and yeah. Grief you know yeah. so often yes. we'd be working with grief yeah. in a very gentle yeah. way mm. Mm. I think um Audi as well Ludovic Audi now and all, a lot of things bring you into the heart mm. but things like lullabies as well mm. we used to um there used to be a lovely cd with lullabies from all over the world mm. with people singing lullabies to their babies mm. yes and that brings you into yes for the sure. heart because yeah. of course a, bit, a baby brings you into the heart yeah absolutely I heard you speaking about the chakras and the colours of the chakras. and It's, it's interesting because ideas for like, and you can try it, but it, it probably won't work, you know. So it really is, it's quite a, a sensitivity to see, well, this will work to bring you into just, you know, into that part of your body. Um, another piece of music might bring you into various parts of the body and it's, it's nothing wrong with the music. So, yeah. but it is that we're looking for, we were looking for particular music. Yeah. So in the, in the bass chakra, you might have noticed it, it would be slow drumming. Yeah. African drumming. Um, you know, people like Ayo Bogada, uh, the Burundi drummers, we explored um, Glenn Villiers for all the rhythm. Um. Clangsty, if you put it on. Yeah, and the bass one, for mm. example, is about, you know, longing, longing for the great, longing for the infinite, but also longing for, um, on a material level, you know, it's it's longing on both levels, the spiritual and the, and the material level. There's a concept yeah. and you follow that, but there's no certain steps. The, some of the emotions associated. There's there's a body of thought by Prabhupada Ranjan Saka who talks about biopsychology and he talks about the emotions associated with the certain chakras. So many people are hurt around dance, just as you describe, or music or singing, in that some teacher somewhere <laughs> said something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, whereas in 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 tribal different tribal cultures, there there would be no such thing as a person who couldn't dance. You know, <laughs> yeah. Everybody would dance and everybody would sing. Um. <laughs> Sometimes I watch people, and I've got I watch videos online of people in Africa mm. doing dance, and I watch them, and I mm. can see that there isn't a single person mm. who isn't dancing in rhythm. 
they're all dancing. I didn't see anyone who's not mm. dancing in rhythm. Whereas if you see the same situation, dancing in the rainbow was was a beautiful experience because it was like um, there's no set steps or anything. You just move with the music and I, you know, it was a very blissful experience. There's no like, yeah, you have to do this and you have to do that. In other places, um, there's so many people dancing out of rhythm. Yeah, so much trauma. Yeah, know, yeah. Our bodies are tra- traumatized. And that experience on Sunday, mm. um, how was that for you? Mm. Oh, it was beautiful for me because, you know, like everybody, um, you know, I've been doing dance and I realized how much we needed, you know, and I was connecting to other dancers. Um, and just at the moment, I'm I'm rehearsing, you know, that dance here on core from, that came from France and has gone all over the world. Um, it's a protest song and dance and um yes. and, uh, yeah 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 <laughs> um you know it's 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 like that's what makes us human you know to touch mm-hmm. and to dance and to mm-hmm. move um, mm. and it makes us healthy actually yeah. mm. and if we're healthy you know we're healthy you know obviously if we're sick we stay at home <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just really lovely Mm. wasn't it Um, and and for me I I see I need so much of that at the moment after the year or so that we've had you know that I felt like I was connecting with the community and um, my tribe in a way yeah I thought it was very powerful very powerful group of people Mm. you know we had an open um, marquee there Yeah, yeah that's great the effect he had had on me as a child by playing the piano. You know, he played the piano yeah. all the time mm. when I was a baby and a child. And uh, on Zoom, so it was really lovely to work with, yeah. you know, for us to work live in that way. Tourist machine to Ireland. Mm. But, you know, I want... Do you think you might be doing some more in yeah, this area? Yeah, I think I will doing, yeah, I think I'll be doing a lot more. How I'd just like to ask you about, yeah, you've, we've talked about music actually, but is there anything else you'd like to share, mm. let people know about? Um, well, music, yeah, I, I must say music, you know, singing and voice work and music, um, it's probably music just really sustains me, you know, and it, it's, it makes it easier for me to cry and to feel. Mm. Um, so I use music a lot. Play music a lot. Um, I play it obviously when I'm facilitating dance. We also play it for creative writing mm. groups, you know, just mm. to get them to lie back, close their eyes, listen to the music. And uh, singing is mysterious to me, you know, how I can access parts of my. The other day, Ferg, um, working with the music with me um, at the weekend, called in with his baby and his partner. And he was saying how much the baby loves him playing the guitar. And that even when she sees the guitar, just again, face lights up, you know. So yeah. And, yet, and yeah. yet for me as a musician, I think the thing that I also find very inspirational is, is, is visuals. Sometimes I love to sort of relax with by looking at beautiful artwork. That's what really inspires me. So I think when we take something up as a profession, Mm. It's it's more difficult to relax. Yeah. <laughs> like when I was dancing, I was really enjoying reading novels, but now yeah. that I'm right, 
yeah when I read my work and you know yeah um so I I, I kind of keep music as the thing that you know it isn't really my profession or mm. my, you mm. know it's just something that I can inspire me so maybe you were doing that with I think so yeah with art yeah yeah but it's true, like in ancient times and, you know, right throughout history, that combination is um, is what's like, mm. for example, in India, the combination of the three is what's called music. You know, the dance, the music, the instrumental music and the singing, those three are music. And mm. the term, when we think of music, we generally think of, um, in the West, we have different ideas of what that is. Usually it's instrumental music, for example, rather than singing. And, but this, it's that integration of the three, as you say, is so powerful. Yeah, and it's so separated out in the West, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really? is, yeah. It's very interesting to explore that. I found this as well. When we were playing um, music from other cultures in Ireland in the early 90s, mm. um, people were freaked out by it. <laughs> you know that's hard to believe now because yeah. there's so much of it available on Spotify and everything but they were freaked out I remember doing a workshop um, well I won't say where the place was but it was in this hall and the, you know there were there were a group of maybe young mothers that come in and we were playing African struggle music and they just got real but because we have access to all that different music now it must really open us up a lot thank God for music <laughs> <laughs> ways of thinking and being mm-hmm. yeah. and actually that's very hard to believe mm. <laughs> that they were so against mm-hmm. it, but, you know mm-hmm. um, so, the, so it was a big education you know for, for, for people yeah even people who couldn't play you say and just felt useless you know mm. so I remember a particular man who was an analyst psychoanalyst and I remember him trying to play it and he said to John, I just can't do this at all. Mm. You know, he really couldn't. Mm. And then um, a couple of months later, when the, we brought the drums back in, you know, it, I mean, basic rhythms, but he couldn't even do that beforehand. So his 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 unconscious had taken it in and somehow mm. found mm. you can do things that they couldn't do before. In movement, this, it's like teaching a movement vocabulary. The way you'd have a vocabulary and music, mm. so people normally just walk along, but they don't raise their arms, or you know, they, they're very restricted and locked in in how we move. Mm. You know, so it's it's this idea that you can move out beyond you know the space and raise your arms and mm. yeah, stretch your arms to either side, and you can get locked into habitual movement. Mm, yeah. And so you see people walking along like little robots, really, instead of, you know, you could look at maybe someone from South America who's coming up, you know, their hips moving from side to side and the movement is all fluid. Yeah. You see people, you know, trudging through along. It, 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 you know, I feel sad when I see that because, you know, I kind of see the effect then on the pelvis and on the, you know, I do it myself. You know, I just don't mean other people. I do it. The effect on the pelvis, the shoulders and the spines, you're going to dance along the street. <laughs> you know, you'd feel different. You know, I think she would have done quite a bit of dancing in different uniforms, like the five rhythms and different, you know, I, I don't really know what her background was in dance, but she 
it was very natural about it. Mm. Um, so she was, yeah, just had a had a great um gift for dance mm. and loved it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful dancer. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think someone was saying um that she had this way of, you know, putting her head around the long dark person was saying um in the afternoon the way she would dance and then she would start twirling yeah you know like a dervish mm. and try and follow but follow I can't remember who said that um but that she would do that she would start with her hair and then you know her body would start to follow but in a very natural way so that she was actually twirling like a mm. like a dervish yeah yeah. It was always a pleasure to sing Happens. with her. It was always, I, was, I loved singing with Saskia. She would always find these, like, I have a, a, more of a soprano voice, and she would always find these beautiful harmonies, you know. So our voices worked well together yeah. because she would, you know, sing the alto parts, which she'd discover herself. Every time, you know, when I was, if you're doing a workshop where people aren't used to moving, they say, oh, my God, if my husband could see me now or my neighbours could see me now. No, <laughs> they always say that. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's forbidden yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. to do that. You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that's mad. You know, what you're doing is insane. You could get locked up. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So... Yeah, we're very restricted. Even probably those of us who think we're sort of cool and not that restricted, we, we really are. Yeah. <laughs> you know, mm. well, but, but there are degrees of that, um, you know, yeah. Everybody would could say talk about it all night, really. Yeah. <laughs> so many people Quite. said so many people said about Saskia that um I didn't have the experience of seeing her dance. We when we were doing mm. our recording, we were singing and she'd be moving from side to side, but not really um moving too far from the microphone. So I never really saw her dance, but so many people I heard um, speak mm. about her, said her about her dance and how amazing it was. Well, I'd love to hear that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would really love to hear it. I will um, record it if you would share it. I will. Be very grateful. When I put that up, which I'm planning to do very soon on YouTube, I will share the link with you mm. and with everyone. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, it's been wonderful, and I, I look forward to um, when you give an, another. Well, perhaps when you come back to this area and give another for the workshop, I suppose you'd call it. Yeah, I look forward to that very much. So I hope that yeah. you can be part of that. Mm. It would be lovely to explore. I think we, we do need to explore a lot at the moment. Just mm. there is a lot of um, trauma around. I mean, some of the work I do is um, also palliative care, actually, some mm. of the work I do. Mm. Um and all of us have been, you know, affected this year so much more than others. Yeah. Yeah. So it would be lovely to gently explore that for ourselves and, mm. you know, gently maybe, you know, come back to ourselves. I, I don't know about you, mm. but I felt so much back to myself after we danced for Saskia. And I'm really grateful she brought us all together. Yeah. You know? Yes. Um, you know, I know the way it happened was sad, but she did mental health and trauma mm. and she brought together such a lot of, of people and yeah. is somehow setting off 
much creativity and inspiration mm. between you and I, which I hope will continue, mm. you know. Yeah. Um, in some other way. And, um, you know, because she had such a creative life, yeah. such a beautiful artist, of course she has done that. Yeah, it's true. You know? Yeah. She yeah. when she was such a connector, like she connected people. That was what she did. Um, and as as a yeah. as a yeah, creative person, yeah, she would create connect creative people because she's very creative. Mm. Hugely so. Mm. Mm. So I'm grateful to talk to you. Yeah, me too. I'm so grateful to her. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so Thanks much. So much. Thank you so much, Lani. Appreciate it. Bye, Josh. Bye, bye, Lani. Yeah, we will. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.